The Cell Phone Junkie Podcast, episode 233 for November 14th, 2010. The Windows phones have arrived, the Palm Pre 2 comes to the UK, and a look at the top carriers in the US. My name is Mickey Papillon. And I'm Joey Coppice. Brought to you by Square Trade, and with the help of listeners like you, subscribers to The Cell Phone Junkie Unlocked, more information at thecellphonejunkie.com. The show is also supported by the Cell Phone Junkie podcast application for the iOS, available now in the iTunes store for $1.99. First today, we've got a giveaway. The Z-Boost Metro Cell Phone Signal Booster was one of the products we reviewed a few weeks ago. And this week, we're giving it away to one of you to help increase your cell phone coverage in your home or office. Retail value of the Z-Boost Metro is $400. To enter, we're thanking those that are TCPJ Unlock subscribers. Everyone that is currently an Unlock subscriber is automatically entered. And for those of you that aren't, you can head over to the site, thecellphonejunkie.com, click the logo on the right side for TCPJ Unlocked, and check us out. Now, if you're not sure about the Unlock show, there is an option for a month-to-month subscription. It's only $5, so you can sign up for a month, see if you like what you hear, and then you can make your decision. Everyone that signs up this week before 11.59 p.m. Eastern on Saturday, November 20th, will also be entered. We'll then choose one person randomly and announce the winner on next week's show. Thanks, of course, to ZBoost for sponsoring this giveaway. Well, the numbers are in for the top U.S. carriers for the third quarter of 2010. Strategy Analytics has named Verizon the top leader with 93.2 million subscribers. That edges out AT&T's 92.8 million. However, AT&T is gaining very quickly on Big Red, adding 2.6 million users for the period, where Verizon added just under a million. Keeping the third spot, Sprint gained 600,000 users, bringing them to 48.6 million, and T-Mobile added 137,000, finishing at 33.8 million. Rounding out the top, the top eight included MetroPCS at 7.8 million, US Cellular at 6.1 million, Leap Wireless at 5.1 million, and Clearwire at 2.8 million. Slots 9 through 12 belong to Cellular South, Altel, Cincinnati Bell, and Entelos, each with under a million subscribers. Android Central posted the latest Consumer Reports smartphone data on Tuesday, and Android has the top spots all but completely locked up. Here's the info for the top four U.S. carriers. For Verizon, uh, Motorola's Droid X and Droid 2 are the first two, and number three, HTC's Droid Incredible. For AT&T, you've got the Samsung Captivate, Captivate on the top, Number two is the iPhone 3GS, and number three is the HTC Aria. Sprint's got number one of the HTC Evo 4G, then the little bit older Samsung Intercept and the HTC Hero, and T-Mobile has the Samsung Vibrant and HTC MyTouch 3G. Note that the iPhone 4 is not mentioned on AT&T as Consumer Reports is still not recommending the device to consumers due to persistent antenna issues. Analyst firm Gartner released third-quarter worldwide smartphone figures on Tuesday, with overall units shipped up 96% year-over-year. Of the 417 million devices shipped, 80.5 million, or nearly 20%, ran a smartphone operating system. Of note, the overall unit sold title goes to Nokia still, with 30 million devices sold. However, the 66% gain on overall sales wasn't enough to keep up with the market share, as the Finnish company dropped to 36.6% of worldwide smartphone sales to end users. Android saw an impressive 1,200% gain in devices shipped, and shot themselves all the way up to 25.5% market share. 
The iOS saw 85% growth in units, but dropped half a point percentage uh, with worldwide rankings. Likewise, RIM saw 40% growth in units sold, but dropped 6% in worldwide share. Microsoft's latest Really commercials depicts people out and about completely consumed with their phones. One of the scenes actually has a man using the restroom and dropping his phone into a urinal. Funny, yes, but actually a certain degree of reality in these. Microsoft had a study commissioned looking at distributing or disturbing behaviors while using a phone. Here are some of the highlights. 40% of adults have used their phones while in a restroom. 20% of young adults have admitted to dropping their phone into a toilet. 64% of people, 80, 18 to 24, have left their phones in uncommon places, such as the refrigerator or couch cushions. 50% say they've tripped or walked into something while using their phone. And 25% say that they've had a call disrupt an important event. We, as a society, are doomed. And Joey, you uh, <laughs> are one of those 20%, are you not? Uh, it, it fell in the toilet. Fell in the toilet. Yep. Hey, but you got it working again. I did. Swapped out a keyboard. Everything yep. was fine. Need a new keyboard. We'll put a link in the show notes here if you want to watch the video. It is pretty comical. When the FCC meets again next month, it may vote on whether it will mandate wireless carriers to automatically allow data roaming. The report cited, cited unnamed industry sources and said a five-member commission may vote next month on the rules, which will have, a split, have split the wireless industry between big operators and smaller carriers. Verizon and AT&T do not like the possible rule, arguing that the FCC does not have the authority to implement automatic data roaming. Sprint and T-Mobile have argued that a data roaming rule would help increase competition and benefit rural customers. Looking at the situation as it sits right now, you have carriers that are, some of which are allowing data roaming when you're when they've got customers from other carriers come onto their network, and others do not. AT&T and T-Mobile were in a spat a few weeks ago about whether or not T-Mobile should be allowed to roam on AT&T in areas where T-Mobile doesn't have native coverage. And uh, AT&T said, okay, well, you realize what you're talking about is going to be edge only because the 3G service that your phones have built in is not going to work because it's on a different band, obviously 1700 versus 1900 megahertz that AT&T has. So what does this mean? What is going to ultimately end up being the ultimate resolution for the consumer at the end of this? Well, we don't know what will happen, but if it does pass, it's one of those things that's really beneficial for the consumer as far as having coverage wherever they go. You know, it gives it the it gives it the capability where, you know, like for me on Sprint, I can uh, roam on Verizon or Altel and get data coverage where, in fact, I, I don't have native Sprint coverage. So it's, it's very, very nice to have that option. Of course, there's not a charge for data roaming, at least for me on Sprint. So it's one of those things where if I was stuck out someplace and needed to look something up, I've got that capability. Whereas if I didn't have data roaming, that wouldn't happen. Well, and we've heard from Verizon that they're going to be working with some of the rural carriers to focus on uh, agreements for their new LTE network. So when they roll that out, uh, they're going to allow for the use of the spectrum for the rural carriers so that Verizon customers that happen to be in areas that don't have LTE, um, that don't have their native coverage, can possibly still have LTE coverage on the same bands uh, via agreements with some of these carriers. So that's a little bit different, but at the same in the same light, we're talking about you know roaming from one carrier to another, and and it's you got a certain degree of it here, but ultimately it's not a big a big issue for most people in the U.S. They just find themselves uh, 
you know, usually with native coverage in, in the cities. But uh, in places that they don't, this, this can be an issue. So we'll see what happens next month when the FCC meets. And following up on our conversation from last week, Sprint's CEO, Dan Hesse, spoke to investors this week about Clearwire's 12-month funding notice. According to Hesse, that doesn't mean that Sprint and other partners won't continue to fund Clearwire, though Hesse did not confirm well, when or if future funding would happen, though it's obvious each company relies on each other for business. Sprint and Clearwire did enter arbitration this week uh, over a separate issue, the charges paid by Sprint to Clearwire for WiMAX-capable handsets. The issue stems from part of an agreement requiring Sprint to pay for all 4G WiMAX-capable handsets on their network, regardless of whether or not they're in a 4G area. Sprint, in turn, passes this cost on to customers, which has been a point of contention since the Evo 4G rolled out this past summer, and not all of the devices are being sold in areas that have 4G service. According to Sprint, over 800,000 4G-capable handsets are on the network outside of 4G service areas. They feel they shouldn't have to pay for these devices. In a quarterly filing with the SEC, uh, Clearwire stated that if they were unable to reach a satisfactory resolution of the issues, they end up agreeing to uh, and end up agreeing to an amount less than what they expected or an arbitration process is not resolved in their favor. They could end up receiving substantially less in future wholesale revenues than they expect or for which they have planned. Such an outcome will require them to revise the current business plans and projections and could also adversely affect the results of operations. Of course, this comes in the midst of Sprint's recent comments that we just mentioned regarding what's going on with the support for the company. T-Mobile on Friday announcing the availability of a new promotional uh, even more plan, also the availability of tethering and Wi-Fi sharing. The new plans will uh, be available starting today, Sunday, November 14th, and the even more individual plan includes 1,500 talk minutes plus unlimited texting and web for $79.99 per month, and then the even more family plan is 3,000 voice minutes plus unlimited texting and web for $150 a month. Like uh, Each one is unlimited texting, has unlimited 4G web and unlimited T-Mobile to T-Mobile calling, as well as unlimited night and weekend minutes beginning after nine. In addition to the uh, minutes that are included um, or that become included with it, you are required to sign a new two-year agreement. T-Mobile also reiterated the rebranded mobile data plans of 4G web and 4G web unlimited, and the new tethering and Wi-Fi sharing plans will also be available starting today. Speaking Wednesday at the Wells Fargo Technology, Media, and Telecom Conference in New York, CFO Stephen Campbell of U.S. Cellular addressed the company's plans for LTE. The executive said a single unnamed test market would be rolled out in late 2011 and more markets into 2012. Campbell also said that the carrier is open to working with network wholesalers such as Clearwire to give increased capacity and spectrum. There is no sense of crisis or urgency feeling into rushing out a deployment. Well, the holidays are coming up, and maybe you're thinking of getting a new phone for yourself or someone in your family. Protect your investment through a special offer from Square Trade. Square Trade offers prices 70% lower than in-store warranties, and if you visit squaretrade.com/junkie, you'll get an additional 25% off your order. Square Trade offers a 5-day guarantee, meaning that you'll either have your device fixed or your money back within 5 days or less. Claims can be tracked online and you have the peace of mind knowing that Square Trade has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. The service has been given thousands of five-star reviews on sites such as eOpinions and Nextag and was named one of the top 100 websites this year by PC Magazine. 
So let's say you've got an iPhone 4. The device will cost you somewhere between two and $300 to buy. And should you be one of the unlucky 25% that has their iPhone 4 break, you will pay up to $600 for a replacement device. Now, for just over $92 with your discount, listeners of The Cell Phone Junkie can get a full two-year warranty on the device that covers all issues. That means drops of the device, running it over with a car, full water immersion, anything that happens to the device, less than $6 per month. It covers more than any other company out there, available for dozens of smartphones, plus many other types of household electronics and appliances. Visit squaretrade.com slash junkie. Click get a warranty and choose your device. Once you're done, you c- you'll see the podcast listener uh, discount on the order summary for 25% off the total purchase. Very uh, big sponsorship here with Square Trade. We're very excited to have them. So thanks to Square Trade for sponsoring this podcast with these great values for all of our listeners. BGR confirming earlier this week that the ZTE Peel would be released on Sunday the 14th, that is today, for $80. Now to recap, the Peel is a 3G-filled case that wraps around your iPod Touch and provides high-speed wireless data via Wi-Fi on up to two devices, $30 per month with no contract, and it includes one gigabyte of data of usage, and overages are billed at $0.05 per megabyte. This is kind of a it's an interesting thing. It's something totally different. I never thought we'd see something like this come out from a company like Sprint, but uh, understandably, they're looking to branch out and you know more people that uh, have products that are not tied to the Sprint network, trying to figure out a way to to get them on. Um, and I think it's I think it's kind of neat. It's it's kind of like a it's like a MiFi f- form fitted for your iPod Touch. Yeah, it's, it basically uh, it just attaches to your iPod Touch, so you don't have to bring a separate device with you. And of course, your iPod Touch would then have a three G connection, you know, because of that. Um, and of course, other devices as well. So it's it's it is it is it's basically just a MiFi in a strange uh, shape. It's got a nine hundred milliamp hour battery. That's for three hours of active use time. So make sure that you're near a charger if you want to use this for more than that. But it is compatible with uh, Windows 7, Vista XP, and uh, current versions of the Macintosh operating system as well. So you can be using this on your, your iPod Touch as well as the uh, laptop or, or desktop even that you have around you. The antenna is internal, so you've got nothing sticking out of it, and it's going to keep your device nice and sleek. Kind of a, a random product, I guess, but uh, ZTE's Peel, only $80, and now available at Sprint. The guys at PreCentral posted information on what could be the upcoming WebOS devices. One of the forum members found using a ROM image the names of the newest Palm Pre plus four other devices. Those include the Roadrunner, which is known as the Pre 2, the Broadway, which is rumored to be the Pixie 2, and then the Windsor, the Manta Ray, and the Stingray. No word yet from HP on what type of devices that they're cooking up for 2011. According to a tweet by Palm underscore UK, the Pre 2 with WebOS 2.0 will be available starting Monday, November 15th in the UK. The device can be purchased SIM-free for £400 at palm.com slash UK. Pocket Lint on Friday personally contacted Orange and Vodafone 3 and O2, the company which currently carries the Pre and Pixie, and all said that there are no plans to, cur- to carry the new device at this time. For the U.S., rumors point to Verizon releasing the Palm Pre 2 sometime in the fourth quarter. Sprint appears to be out of the game for a release this year. In another WebOS news, nearly 18 months since first release, Sprint has removed the original Palm Pre from its site, 
leaving only the availability of the Pixie for WebOS aficionados. And also the final stock of refurbished RID 128 megabyte Palm Centros has also been removed. Also, um, they're still available at the store, the Pre's, and they're $50 right now at Sprint. Um, I've also discovered by looking at uh, Palm's website that the WebOS 2 does look like it is going to be coming to the Sprint Palm Pre's and, of course, Verizon's Pre Pluses, too. So that's really good news. Uh, I think we had seen a piece of news that said that wasn't actually going to be the case, but it uh, looks like things have changed. How do you feel about uh, Palm Centros being completely removed? It's, it's pretty much a done product now. Yeah, uh, there's plenty of them on eBay. So if you still like the Centro, go get them. Go get a spare there. I probably should sell my uh, a few of the, the extras that I have laying around. But uh, that's kind of the way it happens. I mean, it's it's the, you know Palm hasn't updated the Palm OS in years now, so it uh, it's kind of to be expected. They finally go away. Yeah, it's. it's I think it's kind of sad. I mean, we're ultimately seeing the end of that operating system. And similarly, the end of Windows Mobile with Windows Phone 7 going on sale in the U.S. starting this past Monday. Multiple Microsoft Windows Phone 7 handsets went on sale, including the HD7 from HTC and the Dell Venue Pro on T-Mobile. Also, the HTC Surround and Samsung Focus on AT&T, all carrying a $200 price tag. Prices are lower if you check check sites such as Amazon. And uh, for those Microsoft aficionados, the state couldn't come soon enough. Windows Phone 7 with its launch brought uh, all these devices. And I spent the morning at the Microsoft store at Scottsdale Fashions, where in Scottsdale, Arizona, I was able to get hands-on time with all four of the new devices that they pushed out. I was able to also talk one-on-one with Microsoft's Darren Travis about the new features of the OS. I posted about an eight-minute video on YouTube. I'll put a link in the show notes for the launch day overview. You can head over and see that if you're not familiar with what's going on with Windows Phone 7. He went through kind of the overall operating system and how tie-ins happen with things like social networking and whatnot. Of those five devices that are out there, I also got some hands-on pictures with with each of them. Uh, Some of them look, I think, nicer than others. Personally, if I was on AT&T, I'd be choosing the Samsung Focus over the uh, HTC Surround. I I don't find the uh, sliding Dolby uh, Surround sound speakers really all that intriguing. I just can't ever see myself using them. Though on T-Mobile, I think the decision is hard. You've got the HD7, which is the largest of all the, the, the touchscreens out there, a 4.3-inch screen. And then you've got the Dell Venue Pro, which has got the uh, portrait sliding QWERTY keyboard. This is the one that all Dell uh, mobile device uh, devices are going to on the Dell or in, within the Dell Corporation, they're going to be moving away from all their Blackberries and going to the Venue Pro. So that's kind of an interesting one. So check those out if you're interested in, in reading more about these. I've got, like I said, full uh, full galleries up of all of us. Finally, on the Windows Phone 7 side, uh, estimates from the street later in the week had a total of 40,000 handsets sold during the first day of the device's availability here in the States. Microsoft, though, is yet to release figures, and T-Mobile says that they're already receiving strong interest from consumers of the phone. Also, less than 12 hours after the U.S. launch, Microsoft confirmed developers had exceeded expectations, and they've now topped 2,000 applications available. They currently have 13,000 registered developers for the market. Now, the Dell Venue Pro uh, came out on Monday. Some people were able to find it at Microsoft stores, and uh, the, the issue of why 
Wi-Fi started to crop up. Dell made a release on Thursday stating they've confirmed that the Wi-Fi connectivity issue that was reported on blogs like the Boy Genius Report and Uber, Uber Gizmo resulted from a software glitch during Dell's manufacturing process. The issue affected some of the initial phone shipments and was not a hardware issue or a Windows Phone 7 one. Customers who purchased Venue Pro smartphones on Monday or Tuesday at a Microsoft store and are, are experiencing a protected Wi-Fi network connectivity issue have the option to bring back their phone to a Microsoft store for an exchange uh, starting at the end of next week. So that would be close to the 20th of November. Your new phone will fix the Wi-Fi issue as well. Now, the only devices that Dell is stating are going to have this issue are those that were purchased at Microsoft corporate stores. AT&T telling Samsung Focus owners owners to hold off on buying new micro SD cards. In a statement regarding this Focus, uh, Windows Phone 7 requires a certified high-speed micro SD card for optimal performance. And because the Samsung Focus is expandable via micro SD card, only those cards which are certified for Windows Phone 7 should be used. The information is not currently marketed on any micro SD packaging in market today, and as a result, we're advising customers to delay purchasing an external micro SD card until the cards have been identified as certified for Windows Phone 7 and are available commercially at AT&T stores. Now, according to Microsoft's supporting documents, the requirements state that determining whether an SD card is Windows Phone 7 compliant is not a simple matter of judging its speed class. Several other factors, such as the number of random read-write operations per second, play a role in determining how well the SD card performs with Windows Phone 7 devices. Also, uh, realize that once a card has been inserted into a Windows Phone 7 device, it will no longer be readable or writable via any other device. A very, uh, very strange way of going about it here. Um, but uh, ultimately, if you're looking for you know additional expansion, you will be able to expand your storage via micro SD card. You just have to wait a little bit uh, before you can do so. Now, just a few months after being pulled from store shelves, the Microsoft Kin may be coming back to Verizon this quarter. A document posted on the website PPC Geeks has the carrier uh, potentially lining up a device for a comeback. Engadget says they've verified this as well. The return of the devices also comes with a small change. No need for a data plan to use the device anymore. Though with the new $15 per month tier Verizon has recently rolled out, buyers may look at the cheaper plans or they can just simply use Wi-Fi. While unknown, it seems un, uh, seems likely that the sale of devices could be short-lived as the carrier is potentially just simply looking to offload inventory. In an effort to push more devices, AT&T announced on Tuesday the cutting of the BlackBerry Torch price in half for the holiday season. The Torch, which originally launched in August, will now have the price tag of $99 with contract from America's number two carrier. The price drop comes a day after AT&T launched two new Windows Phone 7 devices with a third one on the way. In an interview Wednesday, RIMS CEO Jim Belsilli said that the upcoming BlackBerry Playbook will be a very competitively priced device at under $500. According to Belsilli, uh, the device will begin selling in the first quarter of, in North America and expand globally through the first half of 2011. Rogers Wireless in Canada announced Tuesday the availability of the Nokia N8. The device will be $80 with a three-year contract or $450 contract-free. This matches the roadmap revealed last week by BGR. And as expected on Monday, Verizon announced the Motorola Droid Pro Android-based smartphone for its network. The device is available online starting uh, on the 9th, which was this past Tuesday, and will be available in all stores starting on November 19th. The Pro will be $180 after mail-in rebate and two-year agreement. 
Also, as we speculated last week, the Samsung Continuum has officially been announced. The release uh, came this past Thursday, November 8th, and specifications include a main 3.4-inch Super AMOLED 480x800 pixel touchscreen with a secondary 1.8-inch 96-pixel touchscreen that functions as a ticker for weather, news, or call information. It's got a 1 gigahertz Hummingbird processor, 512 megabytes of ROM with 384 megs of RAM, GPS, Wi-Fi, and Bluetooth, and a price of $200 after rebate and contract. Speculation had November 11th pegged as the release date, but the Droid 2 Global from Motorola became available on Verizon in the early morning hours of Tuesday the 9th. Specifications include a 1.2 gigahertz processor, 3.7 inch display, 854 by 480 WVGA screen, 5 megapixel camera, dual band CDMA and quad band GSM radios, 8 gigs of internal memory with an 8 gig micro SD card installed, and Android 2.2. The phone is currently available only in white, but a black version is likely on the way. Pick up the Droid 2 Global online at a Verizon retail store for $200 with contract and mail-in rebate. And also on schedule, T-Mobile became the first carrier on Wednesday to start selling the Samsung Galaxy Tab. Pricing starts at $400 with contract to $600 without. Two data packages are currently available, one for $25, which gives you 25 megs of data per month, and one for $40, which gives you 5 gigabytes per month. Each plan also includes unlimited texting uh, and picture and video messaging, though no cellular voice support is there. Also, as rumored last week, the Galaxy Tab will not have a micro uh, SIM card, instead opting for the carrier's current mini-SIM standard. While Verizon, Sprint, and T-Mobile have announced their plans for the Galaxy Tab, AT&T has been silent thus far. Engadget posted information on Wednesday of pricing for the Samsung tablet from an internal document. The one sheet says that the recommended pricing for the device will be $650 with no contract. Further, data plans are the same as those for the iPad, $15 and $25 per month, providing 250 megs or 2 gigs of data respectively. BGR on Friday said they confirmed that from AT&T sources that the launch day will be November 21st. An official announcement has not been made by AT&T. Verizon on Wednesday announced the Android-powered Motorola Citrus. The phone goes on sale through all channels starting on November 11th. Pricing with contract and rebate is $50. The Citrus will run Android 2.1. It has a slab form factor with a 3-inch touchscreen and entry-level features. And after weeks of rumors, Engadget produced photos of the device known as the Samsung Elite, Nexus 2, Nexus S, or I9020. FCC records show further details, including the device will include the AWS bands for WCDMA, meaning T-Mobile will be the 3G carrier. Google, Samsung, and T-Mobile have not made any announcements about the device, though Engadget says that it should be coming sometime before the end of the year. Android Central got tipped on Thursday with a photo of a device known as the HTC Mecca. The Evo-like device has Android 2.2, HTC Sense, and appears to be running LTE. Look for more devices like the Mecca to be photographed over the next few months as we get closer to the initial rollout of LTE for Verizon. And Engadget posted a rumor late on Thursday of a device that should be the flagship for Samsung next year. No name, but specs include a 4.5-inch Super AMOLED 2 display, 8-megapixel camera with autofocus and LED flash, 1.2-gigahertz processor, Android 2.3 gingerbread, 1080p video capture and playback with 14.4 megabit per second HSPA and uh, 5. Point, excuse me, HSDPA and 5.76 megabit HSUPA. Take it with a grain of salt. No official word from Samsung on that one. 
And though it may look like just another Samsung flip phone, the Zeal from Verizon is a dual-hinged messaging device with e-ink for its buttons. This means that depending on the application, the Zeal's keyboard layout can change to suit the user's needs best. Specs on the device include a 2.6-inch QVGA main display, 2-megapixel camera, Bluetooth, and Skype mobile. The Samsung Zeal will be available November 11th for $79.99 after $50 mail-in rebate and a two-year customer agreement. The Jabra Stone 2 Bluetooth headset uh, came out this week. The headset uh, provides voice command functionality for basic tasks such as calling and texting. It also adds more advanced items such as reading emails and updating your Facebook status. It will be out this week at AT AT&T for $130. And finally in devices, Cricut Wireless announcing the TextMate 3G. The device has a front-facing QWERTY keyboard with tri-band EVDO, 2-megapixel camera, Bluetooth, and other standard features. The phone will cost $100 with availability starting Friday, November 12th. Well, looking for a way to support the cell phone junkie, you can join us on TCPJ Unlocked, our bi-monthly premium podcast, only $5 a month or $45 a year. You'll hear in-depth conversations about the latest in cellular issues, interviews with industry experts, and much more. Sign up is easy. Just visit thecellphonejunkie.com and click the link on the right side for TCPJ Unlocked. A big thank you to everyone who subscribes. Now, on this week's Unlock Show, we talked about signal boosters. We talked about what they are, how they work, and why you should care about them. We also go into the differences between the types that are out there and when you may need one. Now, I personally use three. I've got one at home, one in my car, and one at the office. They keep me connected, keep all of my data flowing constantly and consistently, and they're great products to have. So as a reminder from the top of the show, we are giving one away for all current Unlock subscribers and those of you that sign up this week, you have a chance to win this $400 plus retail value uh, signal booster just for checking us out. So make sure if you've been at all thinking about it, sign up this week so you can be entered to win this great value in the ZBoost Metro cell phone signal booster. The Symbian Foundation Monday announced a transition of development responsibility for the Symbian OS over to Nokia. The foundation will continue to be responsible for licensing to other manufacturers. Nokia hopes to cha- the change will allow for updates to be issued more efficiently. Google on Monday announcing the Google mobile search application for Windows Phone 7's platform. The devices running uh, the Microsoft OS uh, come with Bing as an integrated default search service, though users can access Google searches through the new app. The app is free and can be downloaded from the marketplace. Our friend Renee over at tipb.com posted a video early in the week showing drastically improved performance of the iPhone 3G once iOS 4.2 gets installed. In the video, you can see entering text into Apple's Notes application performs very well, and web browsing is acceptable. There is also uh, some lagging, lagginess using features such as pinch to zoom, but overall it seems that the 3G users will have a much better performing device very soon. 11 months after its launch, the Motorola Click finally started receiving its Android 2.1 update this week. After the 1,000 user trial update from last week, the update can now be downloaded from the Motorola website for all users. Sling Media announced on Wednesday the availability of the Sling Player Mobile for Windows Phone 7 application. It will allow for viewing of home TV on a Windows Phone 7 handset over Wi-Fi or 3G. Sling Player Mobile is available for $30 from the Windows Marketplace or directly from Microsoft. Evernote Tuesday updated its client through the BlackBerry app world to version 3.0.271. The update allows for compatibility with all BlackBerry devices with software version 4.5 or higher. Now, 
Evernote is one of my favorite applications. It's one of my must-haves. I recommend it to everybody. If you're someone who keeps track of notes, uh, this is something that I highly recommend that you use. Evernote does a great job of synchronizing between lots of different mobile devices. I use it on both BlackBerry and iOS. Um, I also use it on the desktop. And if you are thinking of anything uh, that you want to to keep track of, let me just give you, or you can't think of anything that you want to keep track of, let me give you a few ideas here. I've got a fairly comprehensive list of what I use it for, but here's some of the things that I do. Um, I keep track of when the last time a landscaper stopped by. So you can figure out the last time he was there and when you may need to have him come again. You can also keep track of your haircuts, keep a list of your car information, keep a list of the things that you need to do when you leave your house for a vacation, track your pool chemicals, track uh, your bike information, example, your bike tires, what size they are. So you don't, you always have that with you. If you've got sling boxes, you can track your sling box IDs. If you've got a number of different phones, track your phones, IMEI or ESN numbers. Also track uh, the running list of birthday ideas that you may have for a significant other. Uh, Keep track of the last time you discharged your laptop battery and on and on and on. It's just a great way to just track those things and keep all these notes. Now, Joey, I know you're a big notes user as well. I know you don't use Evernote because you've got a BlackBerry with a bez on it. But uh, what other things can you do you think of that you keep track of in your daily life? Oh, boy. I keep track of uh, cell phone MSL codes. Um, You never know when you need those lock codes for Sprint devices. I keep... um, Many references to things like work-related, you know, like logs of, of what I've done, change logs, for example, you know, settings or fixes I've done to particular computers. And I just keep track of phone numbers uh, for certain uh, applications and services. Um, you know, the list just goes on and on. I, I, you know, even quick little commands I find for BlackBerry or something, you know, the keyboard shortcuts, I'll put those in there just so I can reference them. Any sort of reference item, like you mentioned, is a, it's a great use for, for notes. And like I said, this synchronizes across all your devices, including your, your desktop, and so you can easily access it wherever you are. Uh, I think Evernote is one of those must-have applications, and uh, so definitely check it out. And if you're someone who's got one of the newer BlackBerry devices with OS 6, it has been updated, and so it will function properly for you going forward. RIM on Wednesday announced a new version of Facebook for BlackBerry, bringing it uh, with, with it improved functionality and the addition of Places. Facebook Places is a location-based feature allowing users to check into venues. The function will allow friend tagging, adding of venues, and friend check-ins. Uh, Facebook will now integrate into BB Maps, showing the location of the venues on a map. The app has also been tied into OS6's unified search. The software is a free download from the BlackBerry app world. And Bing announced on Thursday the immediate availability of the Bing search application for Android. Previously, Bing was only available on specific Android and Verizon Android devices. The app is a free download from the Android market. And as expected, Verizon began rolling out software update 3.26.605 for Android Incredible handsets. The latest software brings Verizon's Vcast application store to the handset, available alongside Google's Android market. Other changes include an updated Slacker radio application, the latest Flash player, improved support for Yahoo email, Wi-Fi improvements for visual voicemail, and Google Maps enhancements. The update is being deployed over the air, which will reach customers in the next few days. 
While a release date was never announced by Apple, iOS version 4.2 hit Golden Master, the same binary as the release version last week. A bug for many iPad users may be to blame, though, for the delayed release, where the Wi-Fi connection can be established, but no network activity can occur. No word yet on whether the update for iOS devices will happen. Now, there's been a lot of back and forth among the, the Apple fanatic sites about what's been going on with this. And you have to realize that Apple never actually gave a release date for this. There was just this Gold Master version that came out for developers last week, and so they usually expect to have the the actual release of the ver- of the software come out within a week of that. Uh, if there are issues that come up, of course, they will delay the launch, and if they need to make additional changes, they do. And they did that this week. They released Golden Master version 2, or whatever they want to call it, the second version of the Golden Master. And uh, so we should be seeing this sometime soon. But again, there's no release date yet. But if you've got an iPod, an iPad, or an iPhone, look for version 4.2 to be coming your way very soon. We've got two questions this week. First one is a question from an anonymous uh, texter, and he says, is the HD2 or the HD7 better for my next upgrade? Now, I think it's going to be a little bit hard uh, not knowing what you're going to be using the device for, but uh, just thinking about the general specifications and the operating system on the phone, the HD2 using uh, Windows Mobile 6.5 and the HD7 running Windows Phone 7, I would probably recommend that you take a look at the HD7. I think the operating system uh, is going to be able to carry the device uh, very easily for the next two years. Um, If you're comfortable with getting in on an operating system that's very new, as in Windows Phone 7 just coming out here in the last week, here in the U.S. at least, then you may be fine going with this. If you're looking for something that's more tried and true, has got more application support and whatnot, then the HD2 may be a little bit better of a choice for you. The overall design of the phone is a very much the same. It's a 4.3-inch uh, black slab display. HTC makes the hardware for it, so you're probably going to uh, f- feel very similar side-by-side side in your hand. Um, even the pinkish hue that comes from taking pictures uh, with the camera comes through on both the HD2 and HD7. So they're very, very similar devices. But not knowing any more than that, that's a- about as much as I can really say about this one. Yeah, you're kind of comparing apples to oranges because they're they're so drastically different because of the operating system that's running on it. And it really depends what your focus is. If you need to run old Windows mobile apps, then, of course, the HE2 would be the way to go. But I would have to recommend to try the HD7. You know, like you said, it's the newer operating system. It's uh, a lot more consumer friendly um, and you'll probably have more support. Uh, especially in the real near future uh, when when it really gets uh, into a lot more people's hands than Windows Mobile. Yeah, and I, I'm not sure what I, I would probably just go with the HD7 just because I like the, the newest and you know flashier and, and you know whatever. But I don't know that I would say that it's going to be any better. Um, again, if you're looking for something that's you know been out there for a while and got a lot more support than, than the HD2, maybe, maybe a little bit better for you. Although if you're looking for a more media-centric experience, something that's, you know, I don't know, just different you go with the hd7 you'll uh, at least at the very least go to the store try them both out and see what fits your lifestyle better um it should be pretty clear because they're fairly different operating systems microsoft completely rewrote it when they came out with windows phone 7 there is almost zero uh if anything uh similarity between the two so anyway that's about the best advice we can give you uh with uh, with the information that we have and then a question from greg he says i have a question regarding mobile broadband i'm a business traveler and in the past i've used sprints reve dongles coverage was great and the speeds were very acceptable however i canceled to save money 
I'm now tethering with my iPhone and my experience has been terrible. Even in areas with excellent 3G coverage, it's barely usable and doesn't compare with Rev A. Now I'm tethering with my iPhone or excuse me, with this, is this an iPhone issue and a te- or a tethering issue or an AT&T issue? In a side-by-side comparison, would the AT&T USB dongles outperform a tethered iPhone? And if so, by how much? I think at this point, I'll be happiest going back to Reve, uh, a Reve solution, but I don't want a contract. Can you recommend a prepaid dongle that works with either Verizon Sprint or another provider that pro- offers Reve services? Thanks for the great show, Greg. All right, well, first of all, going to the, the AT&T slash iPhone tethering issue, th- there's a lot of factors that go into this, and, and it's, it's not as easy as just saying, well, it's because you're on an iPhone. Um, coverage, I, the number of bars that you have is really only part of the story. Um, where you may have you know, three, four, or five bars, it uh, depends on where you are. If you're in a major metropolitan area, uh, if you happen to be in a suburb, uh, how many users are there uh, that, are, you know, that are using AT&T in your area? Um, also, I would take a look um, just at how the speeds generally are for the the iPhone itself. Um, if you go download the speed test uh, application, speedtest.net, you can do a search for that in the App Store. You can check out uh, and see what the speeds are like on the device itself just without doing any sort of tethering and then see how those compare to actually going once you're tethered to speedtest.net. If you're seeing a big discrepancy, then you, there's your answer. You've got an issue there somewhere between the computer and the device. I have not heard of a, a very large slowdown with iPhones that are being tethered. In fact, uh, most people have said that it's actually been very usable and they like to do it. Um, it is $20 a month, as I'm sure you've, you've noticed, and you can only use it up to, I believe it's the two uh, giga, uh, gigabyte plans that are out there for AT&T. You cannot use it with the unlimited AT&T plans. Now, if you want to just uh, totally give up uh, with the AT&T plan, or at least AT&T tethering, and go to a Reve uh, option, I would recommend two different things that you look at. First is Virgin Mobile. They've got a couple of devices and some great new plans called their Broadband to Go plans. You can either get a MiFi 2200, that's $150, and uh, it's in very hot demand, so you're going to have to look around to find one. But obviously, the MiFi is is great if you wanted to use it for multiple devices. If you just want to tether a single laptop or netbook, they've got the Ovation MC760, which is an $80 plug-and-play USB device, and uh, that'll work very well for you. They've got two plans. Uh, actually, they've got three more like three. Well, no, they've got two plans. They've got one plan that's a, a kind of a bare bones type of plan. This would be if you're just looking, you know, to do some web browsing and uh, you know, downloading of your email and whatnot for a short period of time. For ten dollars, you get one hundred megabytes, and that's good for ten days. So if you're heading out for a business trip, you would just want to use it for a few days at a time. Ten bucks will give you a hundred megs, and uh, it's not going to be good for downloading and you know, uploading a lot of pictures or streaming video or anything like that. You'll blow through this very quickly. And if that's the case, for uh, each month, you can go unlimited for $40 per month. I think that's a, a very uh, reasonable price for unlimited data. $40 gives you unlimited, um, unlimited service uh, for that entire period. So you can do that. Now, if you're looking for uh, Verizon, let's say if you've used Sprint in the past, Virgin is probably a fair way to go. But if, if you're looking to go to Verizon, uh, they do have some good deals on Verizon now. The prepaid plans uh, range from $15 a month, which gives you 100 megabytes. That's only for one day, though. Uh, $30 will give you 300 megabytes, and that's for uh, seven days. So it's not as much time, and, but it's more data and it's a little bit more money <laughs> for the 300 megabytes. Or if you want one gigabyte, that is $50, and that's for 30 days. 
and probably the option that you're not going to like is the $80 plan for five gigabytes for 30 days. So I, I really suggest taking a look at Virgin because I think it's it's the most economical. But if you really have your heart set on going to Verizon, I would say then definitely take a look at, the, at their new prepaids. Yeah, I mean, that's really the basic uh, options I would go with as well. Now let's talk a little bit about other ways that you can uh, that you can tether because there's there are some other options that are out there. You currently have AT and T, and your your iPhone has a SIM card in it. You can uh, pull that SIM card out, and if you happen to get an unlocked MiFi, you can get these on eBay or or some places uh, other sites online. I've actually been kind of looking to find one myself to to potentially just have around around two hundred dollars. You can get a MiFi and use the SIM card that you have in your iPhone and pop it into one of these and use it. Uh, depending on what kind of plan you have, you said you have tethering right now, so I'm guessing you're on the two gigabyte plan. You will have to you'll have to make sure that you stay under the two gigabytes. But AT and T is not going to charge you any more for putting your SIM and using the data in one of these MiFi devices. So you could easily do that. You could also get an unlocked uh, device, a USB device as well. Um, there's a number of them out there that AT and T are AT and T compatible. And then just use it, uh, use that to get your data as well. Um, if you've got the iPhone 4, you're going to have to get a micro SIM to mini SIM adapter. That you can get these online. I got them, uh, two of them myself, I think for $3 shipped. Uh, I got them from overseas. And so it took a little bit of time, but I do have them, so no big deal. Also, there are different ways, depending on what other devices that you have. There are some, there's some third party applications that are out there, such as Tether or um, I'm trying to even think of what some of the other ones are called. Um, Joey, there, there's some Windows Mobile style applications that are out there, and so another thought is, is if you've got an old unlocked uh, GSM style uh, AT&T device, you can pull your SIM out of your iPhone, get one of these, you know, these applications, pop your SIM into that phone, and use it, and you can tether that way. Now there are some more. I don't want to say nefarious, but there are some more complicated ways of tethering, and those include actually going in and uh, you know, like hacking the chipset of your device. Yeah, and those it really, really varies by carrier and uh, by which device you have. Uh, I mean, some devices come with you know native hotspot utilities or or tethering utilities that you can you can just enable by some quick hacking. Um, you know, which means basically you know changing some configuration files around. Some devices you can just edit uh, something in a utility and, and change a couple of things here and there, and you've got it. Uh, other times, you know, like uh, with the Palm Pre, for example, I was just kind of looking into that. You can install certain utilities or you know do this or that. Um, if you're already on Verizon on a Pre, it's just included. I mean, it just really, really varies. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways you can go. For the iPhone, though, you're kind of stuck unless you want to jailbreak your device. So there's a the whole other way. Yeah, and I was just going to ask that. There, uh, the, I mean, I know there is the 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 utilities for tethering with the jailbreak uh, jailbroken iPhones isn't there yeah i think the the big one is called myy that's what most people are using where it essentially turns your your iphone into uh, a myfi um you know just takes your the 3g connection rebroadcast it out over wi-fi you connect up your device into that i don't know how you feel about jailbreaking i do not have jailbroken iphones here um just my thought on it but there's uh, nothing that says that you can't do it there's uh, services out there that'll help you with it and uh, you could, you know, then you get the Cydia store and and download any applications that you want that can can do some of these things. Obviously, if you don't have a plan, you're you're subject to AT and T. Um, you know, their their terms of service. Though, if you're using it reasonably, you shouldn't have an issue with it. Um, but if you want to go the I'll just say legitimate way, and you you really are happy with EVDO and uh, the Rev A, and you like to do that, then I would say Virgin Mobile is is probably the best out there. T Mobile has some options as well for prepaid services, but um, if 
I, I have a hard time recommending them still at this point. It just, especially if you're a frequent traveler, you're going to probably run into more areas uh, than you would with uh, Sprint or Verizon where you're going to be outside of 3G. Yeah, and that's uh, really what uh, that really seems to have the best coverage is the Verizon EVDO Reve. I think so. Yeah, and it, Sprint is a close second. Um, their uh, you know their network is is very good. It's not it's not I will say it's not as solid. It doesn't have the most ro- as as robust coverage as Verizon does when you're traveling uh, coast to coast. But you're still going to be I think fairly happy with it, especially if you're inside of those major metro areas. But again, Greg. So many different factors go along with this. We just we want to try and cover as many of them as we can here and hopefully get you in the right direction so you can try some different things and hopefully find a solution that works for you. If you have any more specific questions about things, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. We'll be sure to help. Now, if you have any questions for us, you can send us an email, questions at thecellphonejunkie.com, or you can give us a call to 206-203-3734, or send a text message to 775-773-TCPJ, that's 8275, or hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash thecellphonejunkie, or on Twitter at twitter.com slash cellphonejunkie, and of course, follow Joey and I. I am at TCPJ underscore Mickey. Joey is at TCPJ underscore Joey. So, Joey, thank you very much, as always, for your time. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening. For more information about the stories you've just heard, visit us at thecellphonejunkie.com.